Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This program contains dramatizations of real events. Some names and timelines have been changed. Listener discretion is advised. A woman looking to get lost in the wilderness. So beautiful. My mom was always just looking for something, some kind of refuge. Falls in with the wrong company. Where are we? We're here. Let's go. If you are out there with a person or people who intend to do you harm, you don't have a lot of options. (laughs) And the worst part is... It's happened before. Why did she get in the car? Nestled on the banks of the Ohio River, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, is a picturesque town of 5,000. The area in Lawrenceburg proper is the first county in Indiana west of Cincinnati. Good people, just middle-class people that look out for each other. And with miles of sprawling countryside surrounding Lawrenceburg, it attracts many nature lovers to the area, including 36-year-old Patricia De Christopher and her 12-year-old daughter, Amanda. My mom was always just looking for something, some kind of refuge, and so we always picked up and moved. Do you just love the trees this time in the morning? I think this is my favorite part of the day. Mom, hmm. why did we move to the big city? <laughs> Lawrenceburg is a big city. It is to me. <laughs> okay, I can see that. It does have a Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, we had a little studio apartment. We slept in the same bed. 
I don't know how she did it, but we did. We always kind of had our own little place and, and we survived, you know? So beautiful. I feel close and connected somehow. Connected to what? Well, connected to grandma. Back in the late 70s, a teenage Patricia enjoyed the solitude of nature with her own mother, Marie Huckins. Mom, why do you like the woods so much? <laughs> well, that's a big question for so early in the morning. It's beautiful out here for one thing. You can see that, right? I guess I just feel more grounded in touch with nature and everything and everyone in my life, especially you, Patricia. You and I will always be connected. I love you so much. I love you too, Mom. <laughs> I like to hear about her. I wish I got to know her. Yeah, I know. Her mom passed away in 79. My grandmother was everything to my mom. When she died, my mom just kind of died a little bit with her. It's not something that she ever wanted to talk about. Can I run ahead? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was just greeting my favorite daughter with some hugs that she so rightfully deserves. I'm your only daughter, Dad. Come here. Come here, you. <laughs> Patricia had Amanda out of wedlock. In the mid-90s, her and Patrick met through a dating service. And Patrick raised Amanda like she was his. Though 37-year-old Patrick to Christopher has been estranged from Patricia for some time now, he still remains a fixture in her and Amanda's lives. I stayed close to her and I tried to do my best for her and I think that she understood that and she was appreciative of it. It was obvious that losing her mother when she lost her mother was traumatic. I used to tell her, you know, you're still alive, you're here. Look at what you've been through and you're here. I'm sorry, honey. I, I got here a little earlier than we planned. It's fine. Okay. Can I at least get a tiny hug from the birthday girl? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, look what I brought you guys. Oh, wow. So I guess that means you're staying for lunch? Please? Well, if you insist. Uh... <laughs> hey, be careful with that. <laughs> it was her birthday, and we were talking, and I said, you know, it's your birthday. Let's just spend time together. Okay, Mandy, I have a mission for you. I want you to take this. Go get yourself some snacks for the night, and then go get your back from the car and come back, okay? Okay. Hey, we can watch a scary movie and eat what you get. Deal? I get to choose the movie. I'm not gonna like this, but okay. Deal. Nothing was out of the ordinary, really. It was, you know, just an everyday occurrence. I remember my dad joking about her being old. I think she was 35, so she was obviously not old. You're done good. 
Well, I had a lot of help. More than I deserved. She was always trying to do better for herself, always trying to do better for Mandy. She used to come to me sometime and break down and tell me because of her issues that she was failing Mandy, and I always told her that she wasn't. She wasn't failing her. Hey, you know, you can talk to me anytime about anything. I'm still here. And maybe someday we can get past all of this. I'd love that. But Patricia's still not sure she's ready to talk about what happened to her mother. I just don't even know. It's just too horrifying to put into words. It all started back in 1979, when Patricia's mom, Marie, decided to dip her toe in the dating pool again. I haven't done this in years. Mm. <clears throat> I got you a beer. Thanks. You're welcome. Marie had recently gotten divorced and was starting to move on with a new part of her life. And Dennis Mitchell <laughs> was one of the first men who piqued her interest. I hear you actually hunt? Yeah, I hunt. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You just don't see, um, you know, like <laughs> that a lot? That a lot. Hmm. Well, I bet I'm better than you. A few days later, the couple goes on a hunting date together, capping it off with a trip to the local watering hole. <laughs> I thought you said you were a hunter. <laughs> hey, layoff. Okay, yes. We came up totally empty today. And we were out in the woods. I love it out there. It's, it's so special out there. That gives Marie's date Dennis an idea. Yeah, I know a place. Quiet. Let's take a drive in a bit. Okay. They had decided to take a drive out into the country, away from everyone else. So she left a bar with him. Why did she get in that car? Didn't she know she wasn't supposed to do that? Uh, stop, stop, stop. There's no way she could have known what was going to happen in that car, trust me. After a 10-minute drive, Dennis and Marie arrive at a remote stretch of woods that Dennis promises is perfect for stargazing. Are you sure you know exactly where we're going? <laughs> Don't worry. It's right up here around this corner. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I don't normally get in cars with strangers out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh. oh, my. You were right. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen so many stars. This is incredible. This is amazing, and we're on a good path. I just, I want to take it slower, okay? What do you mean slow? This is a two-way street here, Venice. No, I don't, I don't know what you mean by two-way street. And whatever pace we're on is for me to decide. 
That's the way it is. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's 1979 in Nickelville, New York, and Marie Huckins is suddenly seeing a new side of the man she recently started dating, Dennis Mitchell. I just, I want to take it slower, okay? What do you mean slow? This is a two-way street here, Dennis. No, I don't, I don't know what you mean by two-way street. And whatever pace we're on is for me to decide. That's the way it is. This guy took her out into the woods, and she was about five foot one. The sky was a lot bigger. You're just afraid. Dennis, I'm not cool with that. I don't care if you're cool with that. <sighs> Dennis, what are you doing? Stop. I don't want to slow down. <laughs> and we're not going to slow down. <laughs> Whatever had happened in that moment, I mean, this man took, you know, great strides into making sure that she was injured. Get off me! In a matter of minutes, Marie's hopes for a pleasant midnight stroll in the woods have morphed into a fight for her life. Oh, my God. 
Nearly 20 years later, the thought of what happened to her mother still haunts Patricia de Christopher on an almost daily basis. I just picture her looking up at the stars and... Yeah. I can almost feel it. Patricia had always struggled with the fact that she had lost her mother at a young age, didn't have that person to uh, talk to or rely on. It seemed to be very close to the surface for her. I just can't get out of my mind what she was thinking. I know. I mean, did, did she know her life was ending? Though Patricia has many questions about her mother's murder, who was responsible was never one of them. I killed that woman. I stabbed her. The perpetrator, after taking her out and murdering her in the woods, came back to the bar. The people in the bar were shocked and astonished. Yeah, this guy just came into the bar. He's covered in blood. He said he killed somebody. Patty's mother was five foot two, 120 pounds, and he comes up with this story about defending himself and that she's trying to rob him is why, is why he ended up stabbing her multiple times and leaving her out there for dead. Investigators see right through Dennis Mitchell's story. He is placed under arrest and charged with the second-degree murder of Marie Huggins. Despite a plea of insanity, he is found guilty and sentenced to 20 years to life. You have a suspect that identifies himself for you, covered with physical evidence. As far as cases and murder cases go, that's a pretty easy case. Marie's daughter, Patricia, is left to pick up the pieces. When her mother passed, she had nobody, literally nobody. She tried to stay with different relatives, but that didn't work out. And, and she just drifted through life. It's a sad thing, but she really and truly, she, she had nowhere to turn. I'm sorry this broke us up. And I'm sorry. I just can't get past it. Yeah, I know. Me too. She was still married to Patrick to Christopher at that time, but Patrick had, I believe, chosen to give her some space to help figure out where she was going with her life. Um, I think she struggled with just her everyday existence, whether it was employment, social relationships. She's having a tough time in life. Why don't you come with Mandy and me? We'll continue the birthday celebration. No. Huh? Come on, no, it'll no, be no. fun. Come on. Come no, on. you guys go have fun. I'm gonna go take a nap and hit the casino for a couple of hours and then Hill Jacks and relax and celebrate. I said, you need to try to get it, get over, get beyond it, get past it. And you know, in the end, she just got tired of fighting. I'm gonna enjoy myself, I'm gonna have fun. As Patricia prepares for a night on the town, Patrick and Mandy set out for a quiet movie night at home. Are we ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Bye, I'll miss you. I love you. All right, see you, babe. She turns to me and says that I know you gave me a better life, and I really appreciate that, and I really and truly do love you. 
That night, Patricia heads to a local tavern with a friend, looking to get her mind off her troubles. My mom was just the life of the party. Whenever she like was in a good mood, she just, you know, um, illuminated that toward everybody. She just had this aura about her that it just invited people in, um, no matter who they were. <laughs> hey, young ladies. My friend and I was wondering if we could buy you two a, a drink. While she was at a local bar called Hilljacks in Lawrenceburg, she ran into and met Ronald Pavey and George Leopis. My friend here is turning 36 <gasps> years old. Well, hot damn, Georgie. We got ourselves a birthday, girl. Ladies, this is my buddy, George. He don't talk much, but I swear he is just the sweetest <laughs> gentleman under the sun. Ronald Pavey and George Leopis were 30-something men, both divorced, who happened to share an apartment. George seemed to want to ingratiate himself and endear himself uh, to other people. Ron seemed to project a tough guy image that you should do what he wants you to do regardless. Have you guys ever had sex on the beach? <laughs> the drink, the drink, the drink. Uh-huh, yeah. Pavey was the leader and Leopas was the follower. <sighs> How about it? Well, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good? Yeah. Yeah? Do some shots. Hey, Tony, hook us up. As the night starts to heat up for Patty and her new companions, her daughter Mandy and a strange husband Patrick are just winding down. How do you watch this stuff? <sighs> it's not real. This one's kind of bad, but it's fun. Wow, you could have fooled me. <laughs> I'm dead. Can I ask you something? Sure, honey, anything. Um, what happened to Grandma? Like, what really happened to Grandma? My mom never discussed her family. She never discussed her childhood memories. No matter, like, what was going on, where we were, she did not discuss my, my grandmother. It was just this family secret. She misses her mom. But Grandma is watching out for all of us, and that makes her feel better. And she's got you, which makes her feel really better. Mandy was awfully young. She was very, very young. I wanted to let her know up front that her mother was there for her in spite of whatever issues that she may have had. Back at the bar, it's getting late. But Patricia doesn't seem ready for the party to end. Let's call it a night. No, it's my birthday. What makes me upset the most is that's when she was really doing well. Like she wasn't, you know, having the issues. She was making better friends. Um, she wanted to socialize. Uh, uh, Just um, one more treat. No. Look, you were either going with me now or you were going to promise me that you will stay here for the last drink and then you will go straight home. Alone. I promise. She seemed to be naive in her trust of people and put herself in circumstances that were dangerous circumstances for a young single woman. <sighs> there we are. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you, but I am going to head home. I work tomorrow. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. 
you guys later. Yeah, great meeting you. Now, with Patricia all to themselves, Ronald Pavey and George Leopis are only too happy to keep the party going. To the birthday girl, may this be the most memorable birthday of your entire life. Cheers. Cheers. The night of Patricia de Christopher's 36th birthday is coming to an end. Happy birthday. See you guys later. Yeah, great meeting you. But her new friends, Ronald Pavey and George Leopis, aren't ready to say goodbye just yet. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> As the night wears on, Ron and George grow tired of the bar. They try to convince Patricia to leave with them by offering to take her to a special place. Come on, you, you, you gotta come out there with us. It'll be fun, really. Look, it's a really cool place. You'll feel like you're on a whole different planet. <laughs> Look at Georgie over here trying to sound like a poet or something. It's just a spot up at uh, Upper Grants Creek, but, but it's one that not that many people know about. I love going into the woods. Looking up at the stars. Oh, my. Patricia? <laughs> Patricia, hey. Well? well? Oh, I'll be back in a minute. I'm gonna go get a glass of water. Hey, Tony? I don't feel too great. I wanna call Patrick and get a ride home. Okay. You got a number? Yeah. Can I get a glass of water? Yeah, sure. My sense was that the bartenders recognized that Patricia was intoxicated and that it was probably not a good situation for her. Uh, come to the bar and pick her up. Sorry, got a machine. I'll keep trying, but uh, is there anybody else I can call? No, I'll be fine. I'm feeling much better already. I'll get home myself. If she would have called just a, another number that she had, I would have went and got her. She didn't. She gave my office number out. So, what do you think? Rendezvous under the stars. It's a nice night. You know what? Mm -hmm. Sounds like a fun way to wrap up my birthday. Uh, so now we're talking. But wait, guys. You cannot tell Carol. She'll kill me. <laughs> Our lips are sealed. <laughs> Let's rumble. Where are we? Are you sure you know exactly where we're going? Don't you worry. It's gonna be a birthday to remember. Whatever pace we're on is for me to decide. Though Patricia is too tipsy to realize it, the two men don't take her directly to the woods. <laughs> they first make a stop at Ron and George's apartment, where events get wildly out of hand. She was beyond tipsy and pretty intoxicated, and they were taking advantage of her, in her state, her condition. Within the hour, the trio is back in the car, and as they head farther and farther from town, 
Patricia has no idea how much time has passed or how far they're going. But one thing's for certain, she's in danger. Hey, can't fall asleep before the party's over? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Snap, flash, I took your picture, ha <laughs> ha. Add that to the collection. Yeah. Ron, seriously, uh, where are we going, man? Keep driving. I'll tell you when to stop. What are you doing, birthday girl? <sighs> so woozy. Where are we? We're here. Let's go. They ended up in this remote area of Switzerland County on a road that runs alongside a creek. You're immediately struck by the remoteness of the area, by the sense that if you are an individual out there with a person or people who intend to do you harm, you don't have a lot of options. Hey, how y'all doing back there? Oh, we're fine. We're fine. What time is it? It feels way later. Oh, we came straight out here. You, uh, you don't remember when we left the bar? Oh, it's so weird. Mm. Like it's been a while or something. Mm. She doesn't remember anything, Romeo. <sighs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. These stars look beautiful tonight. You guys are right. This place is special. But Ron and George didn't bring Patricia out here to look at the stars. They came to make sure that what happened back at the apartment never gets out. Well, now I have one final birthday gift for you. Stay down! Ron, get up! Get, get up! Ron, get off! Back off! Why did you just do that? Just a minute. She's dead. Thinking their troubles are over, George and Ron start heading out of the woods. But Patricia de Christopher isn't dead, and she seizes the opportunity to make a run for it. Jesus Like her mother two decades before, Patricia de Christopher falls prey to a violent predator. This person spent the last several years being verbally abusive and intimidating, and she just happened to be that last person that gave him an excuse to do what he had been wanting to do for a long time, which was kill someone. You and I will always be connected. The situation with her mother in St. Regis Falls in New York 20 years earlier uh, was so strikingly similar, just astonishing at that point. Could there be some connection beyond the fact that they were murdered in similar fashions? It was shocking. That's all right. This place is special. Well, now, 
I have one final birthday present for you. Ushered into the Ohio wilderness by two men she met at a bar, Patricia de Christopher's life has just come to a violent end. Multiple injuries to her neck where her throat was cut, nearly decapitated. This was a release of energy and anger. Three days pass without Patricia's estranged husband, Patrick, having any idea that his wife has been murdered. But deep down... Hey, Carol, it's Patrick. He knows something is wrong. I drove around to the places where I thought that she might be, but I, I couldn't find her for, for three days. I couldn't find her. So you, you haven't heard from her either? Okay, well, let me know. I didn't want to bother her because it was her life, and... So I waited. Um, and then in the meantime, in my heart, knowing that it wasn't, wasn't right. You, uh, you got everything you need for school? Mm-hmm. Hey, have you heard from your mom since her birthday? No. Maybe she was off doing something else. Maybe she took a couple days and went away. I, you know, I just didn't know. You know, and I, and I didn't want to jump the gun on it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Have a good day. Then, less than 24 hours later, a woman out for a walk in the woods makes a shocking discovery. She actually saw Patricia's body, and so she had obviously returned to her home and contacted the police. When officers arrive on the scene, it's clear they have a homicide, but the victim's identity is a mystery. The victim didn't have any identification on her body. So the first task at hand was to determine who this was. The only form of identification or the only lead we got at the scene was a couple of tickets in the back pants pocket of a pair of cutoff blue jeans. And those were tickets, boarding passes for the local casino. Me and a couple of the other detectives were going to go to the Argosy Casino, try to identify it based upon the times on the tickets. And that was our plan. And before we got to the casino, I got a call from the state police post that said, you might want to swing by Lawrenceburg PD. At the station, Detective Stan Tressler is greeted by Patrick DeChristopher. I can't believe that. That Thursday, April 8th, um, I, she was due back at work. And I called work and I said, did Patty show up today? And her boss said no. And I said, something's wrong. Something's terribly wrong. Investigators are convinced they have identified their Jane Doe but ask for Patrick's help, just to be sure. This can't be, man. I can't believe this is happening again. This, this can't be. I'm sorry you had to see her like that. <laughs> what do you mean again? He gives us this envelope that has newspaper clippings and copies of newspaper clippings of Patricia's mother's murder that happened when she was a young girl in New York. And I'm trying to process this stuff. This is hard to believe. I know. I can't wrap my head around it. Her birthday was just a few days ago. You know where she was headed? Casino. The Hill of Jacks. He'd had a stressful couple days looking for her. And I think he just realized that that nagging feeling that he had was for a reason. 
We had a good feeling about his responses, his appropriate responses to the news, and uh, how he presented about how he felt about what had occurred. Though Patrick DeChristopher is immediately scratched off the suspect list, he must now face the terrible reality that his wife and Mandy's mother is gone. <laughs> what am I gonna tell Mandy, man? I had to tell Mandy that her mother was gone. Hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done. My dad comes in and he's like, they found mom. And I just said, you know, she's dead, isn't she? And he says, yes. And um, I remember he just immediately starts crying and, you know, time just completely stops. You just go cold. I didn't feel anything. I didn't cry. I didn't feel upset. I didn't feel angry. It just, I felt out of my body. I felt like this is a dream. This isn't real. You just want it to all go away. Meantime, detectives turned their attention to the bar, where Patricia was last known to be headed. Individuals who had been at the bar, who had seen Patricia to Christopher leaving that evening, were able to provide very specific descriptions of the two men. We were able to gather sufficient evidence to establish that probable cause to get that search warrant. Warrant in hand, officers arrive at the apartment of Ronald Pavey and George Leopis. Excuse me, could you tell your boys to be a little bit more careful with that? Sit down. Well, I know my rights. Well, I don't care if you got a warrant. You can't just come in here and mess up my place. Didn't I tell you to sit your ass down? You think this a game? You need to focus on what's important here. You know a woman named Patricia. Who? Patricia de Christopher. No. Know what? No, I don't know who you're talking about. Never met her. He just told you, man. What do you want? Shut up. Never. Let's get these two to the station. Separate old cells. No problem. Make sure you don't move, especially that guy. As officers take the two men in for further questioning, Inside the apartment, yeah, detectives find plenty of evidence to implicate their suspects. Trish's girlfriend said that guy was wearing a black leather jacket, correct? Yeah. Is that blood? Yes, sir. Sure is. Well, let's test that now. All right. What else? Found this. Our crime scene tech decided the camera's got film, undeveloped film in it. And it's sitting here on a shelf. And I interpret this search warrant, and I read the search warrant that I can collect anything that's latent evidence or that I believe is latent evidence based upon my experience. Wonder what's on that? Yeah, me too. Days after 36-year-old Patricia de Christopher's body is found in the remote Indiana wilderness, detectives are wondering if a disposable camera found in the apartment of two local men might shed some light on the case. That camera had a role of undeveloped film. Sometimes people who commit crimes actually take photographs of, of their work. So on that basis, we got the film developed. And when the photos come back, they bring the grisly details of that fateful night into sharp focus. Lo and behold, we had a picture of Patricia de Christopher and Ronald Pavey in the apartment on that particular evening. 
when we saw Patricia De Christopher and Ronald Pavey together in a photo on the evening before she was murdered. That was the point at which I said, we have the right people. And there's one photo in particular that tells police all they need to know about what happened in the apartment that night. That photograph depicts Patricia on the floor, on her knees in the living room, disrobed from the waist down. And it's got Ron Pavey behind her wearing a bathrobe and nothing else on. In the foreground of the picture, you see a pair, a pair of blue jeans and legs. And it appeared that George Leopas was laid way back on a couch and was trying to capture this image. That photograph was going to be a trophy. That photograph was going to be bragging rights with somebody. Oh, wow. It was going to be a story that would be retold about a conquest they had. Confronted with the evidence, George Leopas immediately changes his story, admitting that not only does he know Patricia, he had sex with her that night in the apartment. He indicated that that sex was consensual and that at some point Ron Pavey had been interested in um, engaging in uh, sex with Patricia De Christopher and that she had rebuffed his advances. Pavey's angry, visibly angry, goes in his apartment and, and yells, we're going to kill her. Pavey's argument is she's going to accuse them of rape at that point. I feel like he was looking for an excuse. He needed to satisfy that anger response that he'd had that had been building up for so many years. Boyapa said that feeling returned like, oh no, he's really going to do this. Ronald Pavey is convicted of the first-degree murder of Patricia De Christopher and sentenced to 65 years in prison. For testifying against Pavey, George Leopas receives a lesser charge of aiding in a murder and assisting a criminal and is sentenced to 30 years in prison. Outside the courthouse of their pre-trial hearing, Patrick De Christopher comes face to face with his wife's ruthless killers. I'm at the bottom of the steps with a, with a, with a, with a 45 in my pocket. He came right down the steps within three feet of me, and I was going to blow his, blow his brains out. But then I thought about Mandy, and I, I could just see Patty telling me, what's Mandy going to do? I just could see her holding Mandy's hand and telling me, what's Mandy going to do if you do this? And I stopped. My dad was just heartbroken when my mom passed away, and he could have sent me up to New York with a relative. I was not legally binded to him, you know, and he still stepped up and took care of me, and so that's what matters. I think that I'm, I am proud mostly of my dad for um, not falling away when she passed away. Your mom was right. It is beautiful out here. Dad? Is what happened to mom gonna happen to me? My friends are the ones that kind of uh, made me realize, like, yeah, it's kind of weird that your mom and, and your grandmother were both murdered, and, and it really frightened me. What if there's, like, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy, and, like, I'm gonna be next? No, Mandy. It is not gonna happen to you. I really miss her. No, no. I do, too. You always try to search for some good things out of cases like this. Sometimes it's difficult to find good things. But because of the human being and person that Patrick De Christopher is, how he was before Patricia's murder, and what he's continued to do since her murder, 
with Patricia's daughter Amanda has likely broken the chain in this family. A tragic event. Life's different now. Life's good. You know, just a different set of stresses than what, you know, but those, but those stresses I went through with Patty have taught me how to deal with the stresses I go through now in life, you know, so it was a win. It was a win-win. The only problem is that she's not here to see it. 